Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 31st episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in. Starting with this week's tea talks, today I am drinking, honestly, just make your bets, you're likely gonna win because that is cinnamon tea yet again. I know I'm addicted and I also just don't have anything else (laughs) that I like because I've got a bunch of like English breakfast and stuff like that, which I'm not that big of a fan of. So yeah, you know, I'm sticking with cinnamon tea, which is one of my all-time faves and I am vibing. I really love it. It is delicious to me and I think it will be a while before I get sick of it, though I do have a tendency to get sick of things pretty quickly, but you know, cinnamon tea has not been the case since I drink like once every week. I think we're pretty good. And as for the mug, I'm drinking it in this red mug, which I think of Christmas whenever I see it because it's red on the outside and green on the inside and that time of year is approaching pretty fast so you know (laughs) it's not that crazy for me to be using it but this mug is a little bit heavy and even though it's smaller I think I don't know I just think it's really thick like I don't know how to explain it but the material is just so much heavier whatever (laughs) and as for my setup which I do want to start talking about in my episodes but I think I will bore you guys because it's literally the same thing every single week but you know I'm going to talk about it today I'm sitting at my desk I've got my computer in front of me with the presentation pulled up as always I posted a little bit of a teaser on Instagram so make sure that you follow me on there and you know I'm just sitting on my chair which is super comfortable and I'm a little bit nervous to place my like arms on top of my desk because it is really creaky so I don't want to like make background noise so I'm gonna be careful to try and avoid that yeah anyways (laughs) that was a bit of a ramble let's just get started with this episode So for the weekly update, I have three main points I want to talk about. So the first one is a realization that I made. And as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I'm a Capricorn. I absolutely love, love, love routines and traditions. And I had one tradition which was really important to me that I did two years ago. Last year, I could not do it because you'll see how strict it is. And this year, I was going to recreate it. So the tradition is basically in the October break schools here in Colombia have... I would watch, like, I would stay up late every night and watch Edite, the Spanish Netflix show, and it was just such a vibe, you know, I really enjoyed it, and I did it two years ago, and then I've been looking forward to it ever since to, like, recreate it this year, and as I said, it's a very particular tradition because it is in that specific break that I have in October, so it's not like I can just randomly do it, and, you know, the seasons just kept coming out, there were two seasons which I hadn't watched, And, you know, I held myself back because of my sacred tradition. So I was super hyped to recreate it this year because I had just been waiting for so long. But I must say I was disappointed because, first of all, I didn't really feel it. Like, the nights of that week, to the contrary of what I expected, I was not in the mood. I didn't, like, feel that I was just bubbling with excitement like waiting for this moment for so long and was just super happy to do it that was not the case at all I was kind of dreading it even and then when I pushed myself to do it because I was like you're gonna regret it if you don't I didn't find myself enjoying it as much and I think the reason why was because I expected that if I repeated the tradition I thought that it would make me feel like my life was the exact same it was two years ago. And I really liked my life two years ago. I was in a really awesome place and I am in a really awesome place today. It's just a different place. 
But since I had such fixed memories from two years ago because my life was at a, such a particular point and I remember such vivid things I was going through at that time, I kind of felt like if I recreated that simple tradition, everything else of that time of my life would also be the same, which is kind of ridiculous because how is watching one show at one time in your year <laughs> gonna bring back a bunch of other different factors like it doesn't really make sense but that's what my subconscious thought so I think that was a little bit why I was so disappointed and I think this led me to realize that no matter how often you repeat a tradition it will never be the same each time you do it is a completely unique place in your life and you have to enjoy that moment and enjoy living the tradition in that moment because the next time you repeat it you're going to be in a very different place and at the end of the day what matters is you enjoying the tradition and wanting to do the tradition because you enjoy the tradition not because you want to recreate the way your life was so yeah that's just a little bit of a message in case anybody needed to hear it my second point is a testimony of growth which I'm super excited to share with you guys. So I'm going to be contrasting the break that I had in summer which was one week in like June I think and the break that I had in October like last week and I think this is a really enriching experience because basically what I remember from my break in summer was that I was so stressed out the whole time because I had a bunch of goals like to pre-record so many episodes for my podcast and just get a bunch of things done and I set all of these crazy expectations like cleaning the house every single day just a bunch of really wild things and I filled up my agenda way too much but I felt a lot of stress in that week I didn't enjoy myself or I didn't rest as I was supposed to in that set of holidays it was just a really stressful experience and I didn't enjoy it that much because I just put so 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 much pressure on myself so I made it not fun <laughs> for myself and then in the break that I had in October I felt like the experience was totally different I did have many goals for my podcast and I did get many episodes done I did have a bunch of other academic things that I worked on but I think my mindset was so different because it was such a healthier experience. I didn't feel that toxic pressure and I wasn't beating myself up. I was just going with the flow, achieving everything I wanted to do, but being really compassionate with myself, being able to move my routine and my schedule and just being flexible and really open-minded about all of that. So I think that I really enjoyed my October break much more because I was more understanding towards myself and I was just in a healthier place in my mind and I had grown. So I thought that was really beautiful because I got just as much or even more things done but it was so much more enjoyable for me and I felt so much healthier in the process and I feel like I rested and I recharged so much more which is the ultimate goal of having holidays. So I'm really grateful that I could apply these different techniques so that I could make the experience better for myself. The third and last thing for my weekly update is probably one of the biggest things that has happened in my life over the past few months and it is that, drum roll please, I went back to school. Finally, I have been in quarantine for this whole time and well, eventually quarantine lifted at the beginning of September, but I still tried not to go out as much for safety reasons and everything. And then school finally reopened recently and I have so much to say about that. <laughs> so at the beginning of quarantine, it was definitely kind of like a hard hit for me to just be on classes online all the time instead of in person. And that struggle did not leave. I definitely feel like it was challenging academically to receive classes online and also just lacking the experience of interacting with my classmates and 
walking around the school and seeing everybody and seeing different things and just it's so much more dynamic and interesting when you are on campus and I think that my coping mechanism to kind of like get used to that whole difference was to not think about when things would go back to normal because that would just make me be hopeful and kind of like set myself up for expectations so I kind of got into the mindset that I would be studying online for the rest of my life because that way I wasn't like constantly depending on going back to school and kind of like relying on that to give me hope and it was a very sad thing to do I guess because I mean hope is kind of like a double-ended sword it can bring you really good things but it can also disappoint you so that's why I wanted to avoid it but I think that in that process I forgot how amazing the experience of going to school is and as I said at the beginning I knew how important that was to me and I think that knowledge stuck through me through quarantine but when I went back to school I was really like wow this is what I needed I enjoyed every moment of it so so much and mind you I enjoyed every moment of it when like before quarantine it's not like I was ungrateful for it at first because I've always loved going to school but it just made me feel so happy it was like a dream come true and the days that I went were so gratifying and I enjoyed myself so so much I think that it was just a reward for putting up with quarantine and everything for so long and trying to be really good about it so I was just so fulfilled when I went back to school. I really was fulfilled and I loved doing it. I feel I feel like even though everything was so different, you know, we're learning in different spaces and we have all the protocols and the face masks and everything, I think that somehow things just snapped back into place for me. I could talk with my classmates and my teachers as if nothing had happened and not in the sense that we were being like oblivious to the pandemic, but just in the sense that our relationships were intact and we were all so happy to be back that we could just enjoy ourselves and have good conversations and enjoy the moment because we don't know if tomorrow we'll go back into lockdown but living the experience and just enjoying every moment that we get is really important and I think I've learned a lot from it so yeah you know we're going one week to school the next week we have online and so on so the intensity isn't like automatically back to where it was but you know I think it's a really good way to get back into things and start adjusting to this whole new normality so yeah I'm really glad to be able to share this journey with you guys Beginning with this week's topic, I'm super excited because we are tackling the second volume of my series, What Feminism Means to Me. So today we are going to be talking a little bit about how I have started to feel intimidated by males, feeling like I'm less, like I'm not worthy enough, like I'm inferior to men and boys, because I think that it's really worth mentioning. Now, if you are a little bit confused when I said that it is the second episode in my series it's because I already did a first episode talking about what feminism means to me but it was a different take in that first episode which is episode number 20 I was talking about how females should build each other up and of course that will be linked in the description below also I would invite you guys to check out my EF speech where I talked about feminism being the global problematic that I'm most passionate about solving 
And, you know, it's just a quick little five minute speech where I talk about so many different fronts of feminism and gender equality. You do not need to check those two things out to understand what I'm going to be talking about today because, you know, it's kind of independent. But if you are passionate about this topic and you want to learn more or hear more, then those are some resources you can use. The structure for this episode will be first, I'll do a little bit of a comparison between when I was younger and how I feel today. Then I'm going to talk about some main ideas, observations, and points that I want to share with you guys. Afterward, we'll be tackling the gap that I feel is present in the world today and how we can confront that. Finally, I'll be sharing some conclusions and main takeaways from this episode, so I hope you guys enjoy. I noticed a really big difference in mentality when I was younger to the person that I am today, and I think it's kind of sad to analyze this and thinking about it properly. I think this type of shift between how you are when you're a kid and when you grow up is prevalent in so many different areas and it's kind of unfortunate but today we'll be dissecting kind of like the whole feminism front and how I feel regarding men. So when I was young I was totally unbothered like I did not know what feminism was, I didn't know what gender inequality was, I was just completely oblivious to it and no experience made me feel like I needed to know what that was or at least I didn't realize that any experience made me feel like I needed to know what it was. I was just my own person. I was living life and to me everybody was the same and not only regarding gender but of course like race, disabilities, just any type of thing. I thought we were all the same and I expected us all to be treated the same and looked at the same and I still have that expectation today but I think that you know it's very obvious that the world doesn't work that way so when I was younger I just genuinely thought that we were all the same that the world was an ideal place because we were all treated the same and none of these ridiculous random arbitrary factors were going to be taken into consideration when judging us as people which is what happens in situations like sexism. When I was younger I wasn't this totally outgoing person who just you know participated in everything and was a was the main character basically. <laughs> I was a very reserved person and I kept to myself and I thought a lot about you know the world and myself and I was just taking everything in but in that process I definitely didn't feel inferior to anyone I think that maybe if I didn't talk that much or if I didn't participate that much, that wasn't due to the fact that I felt like I wasn't worthy. It was just, you know, I was vibing on my own. So I think it's important to make that distinction. Even though I was different to who I am today, I didn't feel inferior to anyone. You know, I just kept to myself because that was what felt natural, not because I felt like I couldn't or wasn't able to excel in different fields. We can definitely observe from everything I just described that I was very innocent back then. I thought the world was much more functional than it actually is, <laughs> which is unfortunate to be saying. But yeah, you know, I thought things were automatically fair and just towards everybody. And I didn't think that my gender was something I would have to worry about later on or something that could remove opportunities from me or put me at disadvantage or anything like that. I just thought that the world was a good place and that we would be receiving what we deserved and that gender had no say in that because we were all the same. Today, that is very different specifically because I feel like I need to have my guard up around many males. I don't feel as comfortable talking to a guy 
than talking to a girl. I feel like when I'm talking to a guy, I need to prove myself in some way. And not only guys my age, because I'm like trying to impress them, you know, any male, I feel like I need to try and impress them because they automatically may have some sort of prejudice about me. And I'm not saying that every male is this way it's just the sensation that I have and I don't know how this changed but I feel like whenever I'm talking with males I need to constantly be trying and putting an effort and it's not as natural as if when I'm talking to women I don't know I feel like maybe I'm gonna be judged or I'm just not being taken seriously so I have to constantly try to step things up like I can't exactly put a finger on why I am this way but the point is I feel like I need to have my guard up I feel like I can't completely relax and that could be like the intersection of many different factors because nowadays there is a bunch of knowledge and attention on the whole sexual harassment topic so I think this may be a little bit intertwined with all of that but I'm not exactly sure. I just want to state that and again not only males (laughs) are sexual harassers I'm, I'm not trying to say that, but yeah, the point is, I feel like I have to have my guard up around many males. I also feel like I'm more likely to be ignored or ridiculized in both social and work spaces when I talk. I feel like my opinion isn't that valuable when I talk and there are males around me. I just feel like what I'm saying is automatically going to be dismissed, and again, I don't know what the exact cause of this is. It could also be due to the fact that sometimes I'm talking with adults and adults are always more likely to dismiss things that younger people say regardless of whether they're boys or girls. But I'm bringing this up because I even feel it when I'm around my friends and other students my same age. I feel like boys just have a little bit more respect automatically granted to them And when they talk, people tend to automatically pay a little bit more attention. So I think that sometimes I may have to work harder to, you know, grab people's attention and make sure that they're that they're listening to me and that they care about what I'm saying just as much as they care about what the guys are saying. And I'm bringing this to the table because in many experiences I've had just working with different people in the city and contributing and being in a collaborative environment. I feel like what I pronounce is oftentimes just looked over and not considered relevant and maybe some things I say are stupid. I can't deny that. I have messed up sometimes. But the point is that I always feel like, you know, my contributions are not that valued in comparison to what I hear guys say. And this leads me to feel super insecure and it weakens me. Every time I'm ignored, the fire in me dies a little bit more because it's kind of like unmotivating. It's like, well, why am I going to keep putting myself out there if each time I'm going to be shot down, if each time I'm going to feel so badly about myself because I think that I'm not worthy like the other people around me? You know, it's these types of things are really harmful to people and we may not believe it or we may not want to believe it, but I think that if you're constantly putting somebody down, it will have an impact. It will affect their self-esteem, how they value themselves, if they think they're relevant or intelligent or important or not. And sometimes it is important to dismiss things, you know. I can't deny that sometimes contributions really aren't valuable, but once it happens repeatedly, 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 and specifically to girls, it, I think it's saying something. I think it's pointing at something, which is what I'm trying to talk about today. The thing is, we deserve to be heard. 
we deserve to be heard just as much as guys do. I think a really big part of all of this is intimidation, which is how I would sum up my whole experience. I think that men walk into rooms automatically feeling more confident. Not all of them, this is just a general vibe I get. I feel like I need to make this disclaimer every time, but you know, I just... I want to make sure that you guys are getting my message in the way I'm trying to transmit it. So yeah, anyways, when men walk into a room and they're automatically more confident, that makes me question things because it's like, how come they have the right to feel so special and I don't? I don't want to say it's almost like they're mocking me, but you know, when you're conscious of how much women have to go through and how many times they're put down and you know you continue just exercising your power i think that can definitely have an implication on girls where they feel even more insecure and they start to doubt themselves and i think that's pretty unfair it's important for me to clarify that the simple act of another person being confident is not detrimental to society i don't want you guys to interpret it that way Um, because we shouldn't dim ourselves down or water ourselves down or dilute, I don't know, (laughs) whatever the expression is, just so other people don't feel like they are outshined or, you know, just so other people don't feel like, you know, embarrassed or less because, you know, if we have merit, then we should be able to, you know, be proud of that and not and not like alter ourselves so that other people don't get offended. And I'm not trying to say that. I just think that the issue between men and women is so much deeper than that. And it's been an ongoing battle for so long that when men are just so confident all the time, I think that can be, you know, a little bit harmful, personally, me at least, to my ego. Because I think they're kind of oblivious to the battle that we're going through and the struggles that we have, which they may not understand. And when they continuously just like walk into all of these rooms feeling super confident, it's not like they're actively doing something for equality, you know? They're just continuing to enjoy their privilege and their fortunate situation where they don't have to worry about the types of things that we do. So I think that I just genuinely feel so intimidated when I'm talking to some type of man because of the confidence that they immediately radiate And I don't know if they think that they're better than all women. I can't say that. I'm not anybody to say that. But that's the way I receive it. And that's the way I feel. And that automatically makes me feel less. So I think that's a problem. And it may be something that I need to work on personally. But the fact that this happens so much definitely says something. And yeah, I just feel really intimidated by men. (laughs) And I don't entirely know why. Anyway, I want to talk about unique perspectives. Now, I think that women, from our experience, we can really contribute some interesting perspectives. And any person can give unique perspectives. We all have different experiences that lead us to see the world in a different way, thus be able to bring different things to the table. There is no doubt in that. But I definitely feel like the oppression that women have undergone for so many centuries is valuable. It's important, and it can bring us to see things in a different way which should not be ignored. In literally any field, you know, in the government or in some type of innovation or, you know, social science, whatever, I think women definitely have something valuable to say from their own experience because, believe it or not, I think that this whole fight for equality is running through our veins. 
it's what our ancestors have been fighting for for so long so i think that somehow when we're born we have a little bit of that fire within us and it can be seen in different aspects of life so that's why i think that women have very unique perspectives to bring into the table because we all have a common experience and it is that fight for equality both in our day-to-day life and in the entire history that we receive through genetics so i think that our voices should be heard and we deserve to be heard because we have something important to say based off of our connection to equality and it can definitely make some pavement and way for new things to happen and for these problems to be solved. Dealing with all of this insecurity, I think that it has become important in my life to find female role models. Females like myself or even preferably my own age that I can look up to and that can be sort of a point of reference for me whenever I'm feeling weak. I think it's really important for us to have people that inspire us and also prove to us that it is possible. Girls my age who have achieved big things and who have not let guys competing for the same thing they are working towards intimidate them or let them fail or they have not let themselves suffer injustices. So I think that having people like that in your life or famous people that you look up to is really important because in this fight for equality, we need to stick together as I mentioned in my other episode. And if we're surrounded or we think a lot about people who are in that place we want to be, it will seem more realistic for us and we can take the actions and change our mindset so that we can achieve what we want. In this specific case, me not feeling intimidated by men and feeling equally as important to them. So if I have female role models in my life, I'll be like, hey, she doesn't let herself be intimidated by any guy, so I shouldn't either. And it's just that push I need and that evidence that makes me feel like it is true and like it is possible. So yeah, you know, off the top of my head, I think of girl leaders and activists my age, which are doing so many amazing things and which don't let themselves be shaken by bad things or bad comments or any possible forms of discrimination. Wins basically create wins and if I see other people from my same context and that come from my same situation achieving things that is gonna help that is gonna pull something inside of me which keeps me going. I need to see evidence around me of things working so that I can be motivated to continue this journey and It can be challenging at the beginning where you feel like you don't have that much evidence around you. And if that's the case, then you need to create your own evidence and be your own role model and pave the way for more things to come and for you to be the role model of people around you. So yeah, get yourself some female role models. And if you feel like you don't have any, look up to famous people and look up to yourself most importantly. So we deserve to be heard. Intimidation should not be something that limits us because we have such unique perspectives that will open so many eyes and that are valuable for us to bring. And if we need help in that process, then we should be able to turn to female role models that will help us and encourage us to spread our voice because our opinions are valuable. So how are we going to get over this gap? Feminism equals equality. 
We need a feminism because it will guarantee equal representation. And when we see other girls taking on important roles, it will make us feel more worthy. As I said before, when we see other people achieving amazing things, we'll feel more encouraged and like it's more likely and possible for us to do it. So we need equal representation because that is a symbol of what we can do. When we start having more equal representation, it will be a sign of our power and of how worthy we are and how much we can contribute. And when we have these people here in those positions of power, they'll be able to advocate for the specific needs of women, which they themselves know so well because they've undergone. So that will mean that more equal measures will be placed upon us and will be more recognized. So it's important for us to have equal representation because it will ensure the changes we need specific to our gender and the oppression that we've undergone for so long from people that directly understand it because they've lived it themselves. No female is free from this. We've all experienced discrimination from our gender at some point in our lives. And if we don't feel it that much, it means we're privileged. And if we're privileged, it means we have a certain responsibility to advocate for those who don't have that same possibility. This equality will also bring us more opportunities for us females. Once we start seeing other females in roles of power and see them using their voice for us, that will open so many doors and it will allow more people to get into those positions and more changes to be installed and more things to start transforming themselves. Plus, it will inspire again people because if we look at a picture of the Congress and see a bunch of men, we'll never aspire or feel like we can actually become a member of the Congress as well. But if ever since we're little, we start seeing these rooms with equal representation, it will automatically install in our minds the fact that we can do it. We can achieve it just as much as men can. There is no disparity between us. So that will install in our little minds a seed of hope and a seed of growth where we actually genuinely believe that we can do it. Why? Because we've seen it. So I think it's really important to guarantee equal representation because that means that there will be more opportunities for us that we can use for good and at the end of the day remember that feminism equals equality so that is very much on the long term with the massive movement and what can happen best case scenario but from our day-to-day -day lives what we can do is to start pushing both ourselves and the existing limits we need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone into situations that frighten us a little bit. If we feel like we can't say that thing in the meeting because we'll be laughed at or we won't be taken seriously, to push ourselves to actually do it and actually give it a shot. Because even if we aren't taken into consideration, the men around us will see that we have a voice and that we're confident on using it and that we're not going to stop. And with time, that will create a change in their minds where they will start listening to us more. So... It is key for us to start actively exercising that right. In addition, once we get into the habit of consistently speaking up and stepping out of our limits and just pushing ourselves, we will be able to realize that we had it in us all along, that we can actually do that and we'll start proving to ourselves that we are so much more capable than we've been taught to think. So pushing ourselves is really important both on the internal level and in the external level because it will create a shift inside of us on how we see ourselves and on how others see us at the external level. But we must also push the existing limits that are external to us, not, you know, our own personal decisions, but pressure for that pay raise or for those equal opportunities or to be taken equally into consideration. We need to start talking with the people in charge. We need to start 
proving ourselves and doing things that will get us closer to that. Now, this is different to the previous thing I mentioned because it eradicated a lot of our personal decisions, but this is basically talking to other people, talking to the authorities and pushing the limits and the boundaries that currently exist so that they become more equal. And that is also really challenging. Lastly, to get over this gap, I think we really have to be honest with ourselves. Something that I may have fallen into is automatically thinking that every man was better than I was. And I think I got to a point where I didn't even question it, where it was just what I automatically entered every room thinking. And that is not always true. I think I needed to be a little bit more critical and be able to admit to myself like, hey, you know, he's a guy, but he's not better than you. Actually, what we just said, it was really stupid. So you don't need to automatically think that every guy is automatically worth so much more than you because we're all human beings and what matters is not our gender, but the way we think and the way we act and gender cannot group those things it's not like every single guy will automatically be more than you it doesn't work that way we're all humans and we're all different and we can all have such different combinations of values so we can't generalize and say that every man is automatically better than us which is what i thought for a long time or to the contrary we can't generalize and say that every man is bad mean harsh or whatever you know every person is different and we simply exist we simply are and we need to understand that we need to be critical and we can't put stereotypes upon ourselves which are harmful which is what i did for a long time by thinking that every man was automatically worth more than i was but kind of extract yourself from that thought and be able to honestly question yourself like, you know, he doesn't deserve all this recognition because what he's saying isn't that valuable. And kind of like cut yourself a little bit of slack in that aspect. So these are the things that I feel like we need to do to start getting over the gap. To sum up all of this content, I think it's important to clarify that one, Growing makes us hyper aware. In those first stages of our life, we're basically like sponges and we absorb everything around us and we start forming our vision. And based on the experiences we have at that early age, our view of the world is basically going to be molded. So that can be a good thing and a negative thing, but we also need to grow up and be able to understand what was right of that vision and what was wrong and how we can change things if it's necessary. And this led me to have a question. Would not having realized that men were treated differently led me to making other decisions in my life? Would it have made me another person if I didn't know that gender inequality was a thing? I think that's really important because I think this whole fight has become a part of my identity and it's one of the things I try to work for in the world. And it's so sad that, you know, after so many years of civilization, we still haven't reached it, but I trust that this generation will be able to make big advances. Two, our voices matter. We are worth just as much as men and we have to get rid of the idea that it's not like that. We are also human beings. We also have our unique experiences to bring to the table and we should be heard and we should be given just as much importance as men. If this is not the case, then there is some type of problem and if we have the opportunity to, we need to find ways to get rid of that problem. Three, there's a gap. How are we going to tackle it? It will require a lot of effort, but I have faith that we can do it both in our day-to-day lives and through greater movements like feminism taking over the entire world. 
time for the weekly favorites. This week, I bring to you a podcast, an online creator, and an album. The podcast is Grace's Space. Now, I gotta say, I love this podcast so, so much. Grace is a sweetheart. She is one of the best women I have been able to interact with because she is that perfect example of feminism because she knows what she's here for. She is always building up other people, being really respectful to other content creators, and trying to create a solid group of people who back each other up, who are there for each other, and just women who value women. And I think she is an exceptional human being. As for her podcast, I absolutely love it. It is really awesome because it has a bunch of different segments, kind of like mine, and I find that super dynamic because it keeps the listeners engaged and hooked all throughout the different things she discusses in her episodes so i think that's really awesome and her personality is reflected in an amazing way throughout her content because she is just so funny and so candid about things and honest about her life so i think that she definitely puts her own little touch onto that podcast which makes it so unique from other things that i've heard Also, her life is so interesting to hear about because, you know, she has such amazing experiences from college to talk about. And I think that anything she has to say is really valuable. And I listen very closely because she can kind of extract really deep lessons from things or just share really meaningful anecdotes. So honestly, everything she has to say, I think, is really relevant in today's world. Her episodes are super unique. She takes a fun spin on things, a fun spin on life, and she's really made this podcast her own. It stands out from everything I've listened to because she just does what she enjoys. She talks about what she wants to talk about, and it's very different. So I think that it is definitely worth checking out. The online creator is a YouTuber, Christine Lee. So Christine is a student at Harvard and she is doing pre-med. So basically on her YouTube channel, she documents her life in Boston and her studies. She does like study with me and productive days in her life and vlogs and all of that type of content, which I think is so inspiring and motivating because she's really organized about the way she goes about life. And it's really fun to watch. It's super entertaining. I love the way she color grades her videos. She makes them, she puts like a nice filter on them, which makes them so unique in my head. And I think that her videos really stand out, partly because of that fun little color grading thing. And I just think that she is such a grounded person. Like she knows what she's here on the planet for. And she is really respectful towards other people. She is very mature. And I just think that the world needs more people like her. These are the type of people that I like to watch content from because I feel inspired, I feel touched, and it's just more of the qualities I aspire to have when I grow up. So I think it's really important to just, not not even when I grow up, even now, I think it's really important to surround yourself with these inspirations so that they can start molding you into the person you want to be. Lastly, for my album, I have Chip Chromes and the Monotones by The Neighborhood. I'm surprised I hadn't mentioned this before because it came out a while ago, but let me tell you, I was not the biggest The Neighborhood fan. You know, I liked a couple of their songs, but my sister was a real fan, you know, they're like her favorite band. When the album came out, I decided to give it a listen. And mind you, I'm not a person who tends to just throw on albums to listen to them. I usually just listen to my playlist all the time. So I listened to the whole album and I loved every single song. I added every single song to my playlist because I thought it was so unique. The music literally transported me. It is so vibey. I remember playing it like 
so many different times in one day because I just wanted to listen to that like my ears were actually craving it and you know I would do it like while doing assignments even though I don't really like listening to music while I work unless it's like a classic or lo-fi but you know I would just throw this album on because I loved it so much and you know several times in one day it was really fun like when it just came out and I remember one night you know I had it on in the background and I was talking with a friend and I had my LED lights on it was just such a vibe and I think the album will totally transport you it is so unique the music is just wow so be sure to check it out if you have not done so already So guys, that is it for this week's episode. I do not have a review to read to you guys, so be sure to leave one on Apple Podcasts. I also feature voice messages in the podcast, so if you want to send me a little voice memo about your thoughts on the podcast or any requests, feedback, suggestions, or, you know, talk about how you listen, I would love to receive that. You can send it through Anchor. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just record it and send it to the podcast email, which is also listed in the show notes, along with everything else I mentioned in this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope my message resonates with you in some way. And, you know, if it doesn't, at least it may have opened your eyes to a new perspective and made you think about things a little bit differently. If you want to open up a conversation, I would love to be a part of it. (laughs) And I hope my content has some sort of impact on you. That's one of my ultimate goals. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. It means so much and I wish you the best. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. (laughs) Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, be my guest. Go ahead and spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, theastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with a guest and an additional bonus Q&A every month. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week. Mm -hmm.